Hi, I'm Ted Raddick with the Finley Courier Sports Department, and I'm here with Dave Hahnemann. And welcome to the second week of our Friday Night Football podcast. Uh, if anybody has a better name, please email us, tweet us, let us know. We're always up for suggestions. Uh, something funny, something clever, hey, go for it. All right, uh, Dave, before we talk about Finley High's game tonight, uh, I'm going to jump on my soapbox a little bit tonight. Yes. Uh, I covered Harden Northern at Riverdale, and congratulations to the Falcons on a 28-20 victory over the Polar Bears. But, uh, you know, Harden Northern's arguably best player, their most athletic player, Owen Weatherill, was on the sidelines tonight in a jersey and jeans, um, suspended because of a targeting call where he was ejected in week one. And I'm just not so sure, Dave, that ejecting high school kids for playing football and making them miss the next game is the right course of action. I just think, uh, you know, these kids aren't pros. They aren't getting scholarships. They're just out there playing football, having fun. I haven't seen the play. I don't know how – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what judgment was used in making right, that call? Right, yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know if it was purposeful. You know, uh, I would find that kind of hard to believe from kids around here, knowing them. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I'm all for player safety. I'm just not sure that a kid losing 10% of his season plus whatever, how much time he missed in week one is is something we should be doing. There are times when I think you can take the safety issue too far. I and I can't speak in, in this situation because I would like I would need to see that. Yeah, the I, w- I would want to see field. the play too. Right. So, um, you mentioned these are not pro players; these are not college players. They're also not uh, NFL officials and stuff. A lot of times, and we could watch the play ten times, and there could be. Ten different officials come up with ten different decisions on how to judge that play. There just could be. Right. Um, yeah, it's a shame that he lost a uh, uh, a game out of his season and things. But I'm sure the official that made the call was thinking he was making the right call and doing it for the safety of the, of the uh, the team that or the player that got hit. Okay. Well, I guess there's really no good answer. No. You and, know. you know, it's tough for us to sit here and talk about it right. without seeing right. the play. So, again, if there's any coaches out there uh, who are listening to this, uh, you can get a hold of me privately and maybe uh, let me borrow a huddle <laughs> password and, and let me look at it. All right, Dave, Finley High School. What was the final score tonight? It was 42-16. Um, to 16. So the Trojans are, are not going to win the Northern Lakes League championship this year. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, and they actually played Anthony Wayne closer than what they played uh, Perrysburg. Perrysburg. Anthony Wayne was picked to win the league. Perrysburg was was picked to finish second. Uh, Anthony Wayne got four votes. Perrysburg got three. Some other school got one. I'm not sure who they got that one to. But anyways, um, the thing I noticed tonight, it's two different teams. Anthony Wayne is more of a grounded, pounded running team. Um, Perrysburg has a quarterback 
very good throwing quarterback. They've got some very good receivers, and they burned Finley bad in the passing game tonight. Um, Finley actually, defensively, made some big plays. I mean, uh, Isaiah Moore had a beautiful interception to stop one drive. He read it, zipped in there, intercepted it. Um, Sims, Drew Sims, the senior quarterback for Perrysburg, was 8 of 22 passing in the first half. That's not good. That's not right, efficient. Right. Um, so Finley was doing good things defensively and stuff. But Perrysburg is the team. Sims is the kind of quarterback. And the receivers they have are the kind of receivers that third play of scrimmage, they threw a bomb deep, 79-yard uh, touchdown pass. Third quarter, they hit a kid on a slant pattern over the middle. Uh, Finley was spread a little wide. He broke one tackle, stepped out of another, 60 yards for a touchdown. They have the type of team that can burn you through the air, and that's where uh, Anthony Wayne stick it to the ground, two touchdowns. Uh, Perrysburg went to the air successfully, six touchdown passes. That's why the differential in the final score was bigger this week than last week. So one thing that stuck out for me was Perry, Perrysburg uh, converted five fourth down conversions. Yeah. Uh, and never had to punt in the game. No, not once. And Anthony Wayne was 7 of 8 on fourth down conversions. Perrysburg tonight was like 5 of, at one point they were like 5 of 6. And I think Finley stopped them a couple times later on. But teams are so successful against Finley on fourth downs, and, and one of the reasons is they're so deep into Finley territory, it's, what are you going to do, punt it, kick right. it in the end zone? You don't have a field goal kicker that can kick it 45 yards. Might as well go for it. And they're doing it successfully. What do the Trojans have to do next week to, I mean, you know, at this point, any win, any jolt of confidence right. is going to be a positive. Um, what needs to happen? We saw some things tonight. Um, Moses Gaines ran harder, ran better. I thought the offensive line created more opportunities. Uh, Max Roth, the sophomore quarterback, he is a great scrambler. He, I mean, he with his feet, he gets out of a lot of trouble. He, he uh, but he's not getting enough time to really let the passing game open up and develop. And he, and, and there are times I think he holds on the ball too long. He took a loss tonight for like uh, I think it was eight or nine yards when mm -hmm. he could thrown the ball away, and you just lose it down. Um, well, that's that's a sophomore getting playing experience. Right, and, but, but he, he does amazing things with his feet. And he threw some passes tonight that were on the money, good passes. Um, uh, da, 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 I'm trying to think. Ben Ireland, sophomore receiver. Boy, that kid can fly. He was one of the fastest kids on the field tonight. I think what they need to do is take him a little more, stretch the field down, uh, send him on a fly pattern. Tell the defense or tell whoever they're playing defensively that, you know, eventually we're going to connect on one of these, and that might open up the the, the inside the game. Yeah, the they're, intermediate and the short <clears throat> passing game and the inside slants right. and all that slants, other stuff. Their screen game is still not doing well. Um, yeah, but they got the running game going a little bit better. Uh, they're 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 putting so much pressure on the defense, like we saw last week. The defense was on the field for. Um, what did it come out to be? Sixty-eight percent of the game, mm -hmm. and those. What I'm seeing a lot too is kids are cramping up. Uh, they're they're nursing small injuries, and partly is because the defense is on the field all the time, and uh, 
they're they're running more kids in there tonight. They started three sophomores in the secondary, but uh, they're going to need that depth because uh, that defense is on the field so often or so much time that they're just getting really worn down. Okay. Well, you mentioned fly patterns and screen passes, and I saw some of that tonight in my game from Riverdale. Um, quarterback Max Morris, I had him for 300 yards on the nose tonight, including 231 in the in the first half. Uh, he hit Luke Morris on a fly pattern on, like, the third play of the game for a long touchdown pass. He hit uh, Lane Morris on a j- just a nicely done jailbreak spring jailbreak screen for a, a 73-yard touchdown. Just a whole lot of Morrises out there. At I was going to say, it's like, you know, uh, what are they, all triplets? And, or? and the next thing I know, it, it's in the middle of the second quarter, and it's 28 to nothing, and I'm thinking, why did I come here? <laughs> yeah. And then Harden Northern, four seconds left in the first half. They get, you know, about a 30-yard touchdown pass, you know, at least, you know, made it 28-6 going into halftime. Harden Northern comes out, first drive of the third quarter, boom, touchdown, three and out, second drive, 90-yard drive, touchdown. Now it's 28-20, and it's a ball game. game. (laughs) So it turned out to be a pretty good game. Uh, And didn't you say it came down to a last last play of the game? About a minute left in the game. Riverdale's driving down to to put it away, and they fumble into the end zone. Harden Northern (laughs) recovers it. Runs a quick drive with, you know, less than a minute to go and gets it far enough where they could throw a Hail Mary to, to try and get that tying score. But yeah. uh, Riverdale kid jumped up and batted it down and preserved the victory. So, you know, both teams one and one now. And uh, I still think Harden Northern is going to be pretty good by the time this is all said and done. You know, they'll get Weatherill back. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Don't you like watching a game like this uh, to kind of uh, – Close-knit, small schools, right. just going at it in a close game. Yeah, you know, I, I walked into the stadium not having an idea who was going to win before right. I got there. You know, some sometimes, admittedly, that happens. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that wasn't the case tonight. So, you know, good game. So, all right. Well, Dave, I think we'll let you go here, and we will be back shortly here on our podcast, and uh, we'll be with Michael Burwell, and we'll talk about uh, some of the other games around the area. Hi, this is Ted Raddick with the Courier Sports Department, back with sports editor Michael, Michael Burwell. Michael, guess who's 2-0? and there are a lot of teams, but there's only one that I can think of right now, and that is the Lou. Absolutely. Another big win tonight. And, uh, you know, this is the first time since, what, 2010, yes. I believe, that they're off to a 2-0 and start. And how many games did I tell you they were going to win before you the season started? You told me that Van Lou was going to win three games. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're right on track. They really are. Uh, what a start for Van Lou. Uh, you know, a big second half. And Xavier Temple, who... Pretty sure he was supposed to play wide receiver, but uh, they moved him to running back today because he had 43 carries for more than 250 yards. I believe he had four touchdowns as well. Just ran, just ran the ball exceptionally well. And uh, how about those Wildcats? Two and zero. Two and zero. All right. Uh, one of the other games that really stood out for me tonight was uh, Lipsick and Columbus Grove. Uh, Lipsick comes away with a 28 to 14 victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also 2 and 0. Guess who plays Van Loo next week, by the way? 
Um, uh, right. Right. You know, we we know that Groves team's solid. Um, yeah. I kind of thought Lipsick might handle Carey a little easier in week one, and they they won, but they didn't look great. And, you know, th- this is a solid win tonight. This, this is a huge win because, yeah, that, that victory over Carey last week for Lipsick was a little uh, – it was a little iffy, you know. They didn't pass the ball basically at all, and uh, and today they're a little more effective in the passing game, and the running game was strong as well. And I'll tell you what, that's a huge win for Lipstick because Grove really did look good against Pandora, mm-hmm. and uh, to hold that Grove offense to only 14 points, that's pretty pretty remarkable. So that's an enormous win for Lipstick. Macomb keeps rolling along, two and zero now. Obviously. Uh... They had a, a big win over Troy Christian tonight. Um, Patrick Henry keeps rolling along. Yeah, um, boy, they're playing well. Yeah, there's Patrick some Henry. pretty good Division Seven teams out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and we're sure. we're not even talking about the big region of you know <laughs> Division <laughs> right. Six, right. Region Twenty Three, yep. right, which sure. is which is just going to be a, a zoo oh, all season goodness. long. It really is. Yes. But another shout out, you know, tonight. Uh, a guy by the name of Jacob Ballball, Ballball <laughs> for OG accounts for seven touchdowns in their win against Elida. And boy, you know OG looked like they're doing pretty well against Eastwood last week. The second half turned out to be a, a tough, uh, tough going for the Titans. But boy, did they take care of Elida tonight. And that's that's an offense that who knows, especially in the WBL, there's some tough teams, but that's a good right. start. And if if one player counts for seven touchdowns, that's usually pretty good. <laughs> I think we might have had tonight what we figured to be coming into the season, maybe the WBL championship game already in week two here, and uh, mm-hmm. Wapak beat St. Mary's nineteen thirteen in overtime. Ooh, low so, scoring, yeah, expected yeah. that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of offensive. Great offensive performances tonight. I mean, Upper Sandusky picked up a picked up their first win. Uh, quarterback Mason Vent threw for I believe five touchdowns. Uh, I mean, Patrick Henry had tons of tons of big contributions. Uh, Faustoria even picking up the big right. win over Toledo Scott after really struggling struggling last week against a pretty good Oak Harbor team. I mean, there are some outstanding out offensive performances tonight you know I, I do want to give a shout out to one kid um you know Corey rawson is better this year mm-hmm. we all know that they're off to zero and two start mm-hmm. um but they're playing competitive football deontay davis now back to back 200 plus yard games my goodness um, wow you know um <laughs> the wins what can he say if you right. you know if you keep doing that you're going to be successful. Right. The wins will come for Corey Rawson. I mean, they just a couple close games, you know, just couldn't finish strong. And, you know, it's it's kind of a learning curve, but I believe uh, I've, Corey Rawson's a force to be reckoned with. That that backfield is dynamic, yep. especially with Davis. So you got to expect them uh, to get off the schneid here and get some wins here soon. Okay. Well, I think that'll wrap us up here for this week. Uh, please join us again uh, next Friday night. Um, hey, like I said in the intro here, if anybody's got a clever good name for this podcast, hit us up. <laughs> We're all on Twitter. You know how to get a hold of us. We're all on email. So let us know, and we will see you next week. <laughs>